Welcome to Scanner School. This is session number 113, and all the session notes can be found online on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 113. Today, we are talking about setting up your own personal live scanner stream in less time than it takes to get a pizza delivered. Coming up right now on Scanner School. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Okay, welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. And each week we teach you something about the scanner radio hobby. So if this is your first time here, welcome to Scanner School. Go ahead and take your pod player out of your pocket or off your dashboard, wherever it is you're listening to this on, and click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes. Now, if you're listening to us on our webpage or you listen to us online, just want to say if you go ahead and click on our newsletter, we'll let you know when the next session of Scanner School comes out. So today, we are talking about how and why you would like or would need to run your own live scanner feed. Now, I've been running my own live feed online on my website, w2lie.net, since 2005. Now, this is what set my site apart from any other website that was out there at that time. Now, this wasn't the only website running live scanner feeds, but it was one of the few, right? We're talking about 2005. This is what helped brought in users into my website, helped me build my content, and it certainly is what keeps people coming back to my website. So even though we have services out there now like Broadcastify, which I also stream to, I also have feeds that are very exclusive to my own website, which again, keeps me different from Broadcastify. Now, why do you want to stream to your own your own server, your own site? Why not use Broadcastify? Well, there's nothing wrong with Broadcastify. I have nothing negative to say about the service. I think it's it's great, it's awesome, and I'm going to leave it at that. This is not any reason why you shouldn't be on Broadcastify as far as their services go. This is more on, you know, you don't build your home on rented land type of scenario, right? Broadcastify is basically hosting the live feed. They can do what they want with it. And if you don't abide by their terms of services, they can say, don't stream here which is the spin we're going to take on this right now, right? What if there's a live feed that you want to set up that isn't good for radio reference? Maybe, or I'm sorry, Broadcastify. Maybe it's a duplicate feed. Maybe it's a feed that is going to scan some tactical channels that Broadcastify doesn't allow. Maybe you have a neighborhood watch set up and you want to stream maybe the FRS channels or GMRS or something that's just exclusive to what you want. You don't want to share it with the world and you don't want it on Broadcastify, right? So this guide is for you, right? This is something that you can set up in your home, in your basement, you can use your external antenna, which is optional, depending on how much what your needs are and everything else, right? So I'll run through a shopping list, and then we'll tell you how to get everything set up. But I'm telling you, you can have this done quicker than it takes to get a pizza delivered to your house. And if this is something you're interested in, we will also follow up this podcast with a future YouTube session on how to get this all done. Okay, so right now, this is on the plan to, to bring to YouTube, but I think that you can follow along on the podcast, which is why I'm taking the time to do it on here as well. So let's get started here. We're going to talk about this as a Windows-based setup. So why Windows? Well, because that's what most people use, okay? And now, I am an Apple user. I primarily live in a Mac environment. I'm also a Linux user, right? I can stream using Windows, 
Mac or my Raspberry Pi or my Linux setup, okay? I've done it. But we're going to talk today about Windows. And we're talking about Windows, again, because that's what most people use, okay? So let's make a shopping list right now and see what we need to order in order to get a live feed going. Now, again, this pizza delivery timer assumes that you have all of the hardware and the software ready to go so we can get to the nuts and bolts of putting a live feed on the air. Obviously, if you have to go and buy this stuff from Amazon, the pizza guy is most likely going to show up before your Amazon delivery. So let's not make that phone call yet for the pepperoni pizza. Let's go ahead and make sure we have everything in our toolkit that we need. Okay, so the first thing you're going to need is an internet connection. You don't need a lot of bandwidth, okay? You don't need a huge pipe in order to host a single live feed, right? We're talking about somewhere close to the neighborhood of 16 kilobits per second to 32 kilobits per second for a decent live scanner feed, all right? That's, that's not a lot of pipe, all right? So your normal internet connection will work fine for this, okay? Now, again, remember, though, this is uplink. It's not downlink. So some people with their providers, their uplink is different from their downlink, okay? In this example, number two, you're going to need a computer that is always on. That's the key here. The computer can't be shut down or else your live feed's not going to work. I recommend also using a wired connection from your router to your computer. I don't recommend using Wi-Fi because sometimes Wi-Fi can go down. Sometimes Wi-Fi can get congested. There's a lot of devices in our homes that use Wi-Fi. So I recommend using a wired connection. Obviously, you're going to need a radio. You're going to need a scanner. You're going to need something to bring the RF into your computer. Now, again, we're talking the easiest setup here. We're not talking about bringing this thing with a uh, an SDR, although we could. But for this example here, we're going to talk about just doing it with a computer and a hardware version of a radio. Now, again, this could be your scanner. It could be a two-way radio. It could be a marine radio. It could be commercial radio. It could be whatever it is you want to use it. Now, I know a lot of people that like to use specific radios because sometimes you may find that a specific radio works better than a scanner if you're not going to scan a lot of stuff. Example is uh, with a marine radio. Marine radio is made to receive in the marine bank. Okay, it's, it's tuned for that and it's exclusively tuned for the marine channels, whereas a scanner is made to cover from basically 25 megahertz to 1.3 gigahertz, right? It's a large, large range. A low band commercial radio is, is keyed into operating in low band. Same with a VHF or a UHF channel. So sometimes you may find that these commercial radios work better for you. Now, you'll need to know the pinouts out of the back of your commercial gear in order to wire it into your computer. You'll leave that up to you to figure out. But again, let's talk about the easiest stuff here. We're going to talk about just bringing in an off-the-shelf scanner, okay? Something that hopefully we all have. You're also going to need a way to now to connect the audio from the scanner to your computer. So you're going to need a patch cable. Generally, a mono-to-mono cable is what you would need. You don't want to use stereo. You don't want to use anything that's attenuated. A straight mono-to-mono cable is what you're looking for. Usually, it's an eighth-inch jack to eighth-inch jack. But your computer is also going to need, here's the next thing, is an input. So if you're going to use a laptop, many laptops would either have a single port or they'd have a headphone jack and a microphone jack. Many desktops may have a line input jack, a microphone jack, and a speaker output jack, and maybe something else on there as well. So you're going to need to know basically what your inputs are and which one you're going to be using. Are you going to be using the input, the input jack or the microphone jack? Now, I recommend using the line input jack. 
But if that's not an option, then use a microphone jack. If you don't have a sound card in your computer for some strange reason, you can buy cheap USB sound cards off of Amazon. And I highly recommend going this route. Again, you can also use this to bring in multiple scanner feeds into a single computer. You could just make a stack of sound cards. There's nothing wrong with that either. What I'm going to do in the show notes is I'm going to put a link to a, a Amazon a page that's got the sound cards that I recommend. And I'm using these on live scanner feeds myself, and they work. So go ahead and give them a shot if you need extra ports or you need to just bring a port into a, a computer. The next thing you're going to need to know is your computer's internal IP address. This is the internal network from the router. Basically, your, your in-home network is different than your out-of-home network. You're going to need to know your in-home network's IP address. I got a very easy way for you guys to find this using the software we're going to use for streaming. But a piece of paper and a pencil is going to help you just to write this stuff down. We just talked about the internal network. You're going to need to know the external IP address. So again, we're going to need to find that out as well. We're also going to need to assign a port to this software we're going to be running. Obviously, we're going to need the software. And we need a way of monitoring this live feed once we have it set up so you can adjust your levels. Now, optionally, you're going to want to have a UPS backup so the computer stays up when the power glitches. It's always nice to have. If you're streaming and the power goes out, don't forget that if your router and your modem aren't on battery backup, your internet's going to be cut out as well. So like in my house here, I've got my, my router, I've got my, my gateway or my modem, my computer are all on UPSs. They're all on backup. That's only going to be as good as my, my local network. If my cable vision or my cable setup drops the connection because the power goes out, there's nothing I can control. I can only control what's in the walls of my house, right? I like having things on battery backup. Now, if you just need to listen to something locally, you're bringing a trunking talk group and you don't need an external antenna, that's great. That simplifies things as well. But if you do need an external antenna, Again, you're going to need to think about all these stuff and a little bit of a planning before you go and go into it as well. You may want to have speakers on your computer. This way you can hear these, the radio that you, that you are feeding, right? You want to know what's going on and add on your live feeds. So it's always great to have that as well. And again, you can adjust then the volume of the scanner by then adjusting the volume knob on the speakers. Don't adjust the volume on the scanner once you have it set, Okay. And finally, you're going to want to have a serial USB cable to talk to the scanner if your scanner supports it. Now, again, if you're using something like the SDS-200 or the BCD-536HP, you can connect to these over the LAN, right? The SDS-200 has a hardwired LAN input on the front, and the BCD-536HP has Wi-Fi. Love using Wi-Fi and the LAN on these radios because it's not only your data connection, but it's also your audio connection. Now, again, this connection is strictly optional. It does make things a lot prettier on the streaming side, but you don't necessarily need it. So if your radio doesn't support this, don't lose sleep over it. Okay, on the other side of this break, we are going to talk about how to put all this together and get it online. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every scanner reader user should at least 
put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers, having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues, too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Did you know you can help support Scanner School without it costing you any additional money? There's several ways you could do so. One of them is just by sharing the show. If you post a, a podcast session you've enjoyed on your Facebook page, share it on Twitter or retweet our stuff, that's a great way to help promote the podcast. Another way to do so is by going to scannerschool.com slash support and clicking on one of the banners in there that helps support the podcast. One of them is Amazon. If you click on our Amazon link and you make a purchase from our link, it doesn't cost you anything, but we earn a commission on that sale. If you're looking for software, we've got a great resource for you, Butel Software. I've been using Butel for years. Love their software. And I continue to buy their software today. And you can go directly to the website by going to scannerschool.com slash Butel or by scannerschool.com slash support. Now, again, it doesn't cost you anything extra if you're going to go ahead and buy that software and by using our link. Another method we have is by going to ScannerMaster. I love ScannerMaster. Been going to, uh, they've been getting my business for years when it comes to scanner radios and accessories. Now, again, if you use our link on our website and you go make a purchase at ScannerMaster, we make a commission off that sale. But again, it doesn't cost you anything to help support us using that method. Now, for those of you that want to contribute a little bit more directly, we have a couple ways you could do so. You can donate one time 
by using our PayPal link. But you can also become a Patreon supporter. By becoming a Patreon supporter, it gives you benefits for supporting our our podcasts and channels and everything else. At the $1 a month level, it's a great way of saying thank you. At the $3 a month level, you will get the podcast early. As soon as the podcast is ready to be published, you'll get it in your own private podcast feed. Now, at the $5 a month level, not only do you get the $3 a month benefits, but you also get a Squelchy sticker pack. Now, Squelchy is our little radio cartoon character that represents Scanner School. Not only do you get the, the, the stickers, but you also get a special monthly Q&A session that follows the general Q&A session I do on YouTube and Facebook just for you guys, just to help you out. So again, you can help support us on Patreon by going to scannerschool.com slash support. And I want to thank the following continuing Patreon supporters. Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, M.T. Bono, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Stephen Sheffield, Todd Glendie, and William R. Canned. Now, again, the $5 a month is our best uh, valued tier. And if the Patreon takes their cut, that's like giving us a dollar a week for the benefit of not only getting the podcast early and also getting your own private Patreon supporter live Q&A video session. So again, scannerschool.com slash support. Okay, so let's talk software and what we need to do and install on our computer in order to get this all going. Now, I recommend using ProScan to run your own private feed. Now, here's a few reasons why I recommend using ProScan. First of all, you can easily create a web page to host your live scanner's image and audio file. Now, I'm about image, I'm talking about a, a graphical representation of what the scanner looks like and what is going on with alpha tags and whatnot. It makes it nice and pretty. Additionally, we're not going to talk about it on this podcast, but you can also add your scanner to the ProScan remote over IP. Remote over IP is really nice, though, because it allows you to come in on a second computer and sit like it's like you sit in front of the scanner and control it and change the volume and change the scan list and even view it in uh in a read-only mode so that you can have a virtual display of the scanner which is another way of streaming it to the internet as well now using ProScan, you can also still broadcast to broadcastify or your own private server as well. So again, I'm using ProScan personally on my end right now to run all three of these. I am running my own web page with this. I am running my own remote over IP. And I'm also streaming to my own private server, which also in turn feeds two feeds over to Broadcastify. Now the trick here is ProScan is not free and this is not a recommendation based on an affiliate. If you download and purchase ProScan, I do not make any money off of this. So this is just my recommendation to you as a straight recommendation, okay? ProScan is about $50 for a license. It gives you two licenses. Now, again, you may be saying, whoa, 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 for a live feed, it's a lot of money. But again, you're paying for how simple it is to set this thing up and all the other stuff that ProScan brings to the table. ProScan is limited, though, on what radios they do support. It's primarily based around the Uniden product. So if you go to scannerschool.com slash ProScan, we will take you right over to the ProScan page. You can see what scanners are supported by ProScan. Now, again, I would love to list them here, but this, but the list is always growing. So I don't want to leave anything out if it changes in the future and you listen to, say, a year from now and something else comes into ProScan. I want you to think that 
your radio is not supported. So I'm just going to say, when you listen to this podcast, just go to scannerschool.com slash proscan and take a look on the left-hand side of the page, if it's still the same format as it is today, and you'll see what scanners are supported by ProScan. Now, if your scanner isn't supported, don't walk away from it and say, well, this isn't for me. You can still use the audio-only side of ProScan, okay? The list of scanners that are supported by ProScan is if you want to use the communication over a serial or USB line or the URL to talk to and program a scanner and to see what's on the display. It'll still work fine for you to bring audio in. So again, don't let, if your scanner's not on the list, don't let you think that, oh, I, I can't use this software. It's going to be useless to me. Yeah, it might be a little pricey at that point for you at the $50 price, but again, I still recommend it. All right. How's that for a funny recommendation for you? All right. Okay. So the first step is pretty easy, right? We're going to look at ProScan. We're going to install it. We're going to get it downloaded. We're going to put it on the computer. Okay. Let's not launch it yet though. We're going to want to also make sure we have our hardware set up so that we can bring in the audio. If your computer came with a sound card, then you're already, go- you're already good, right? But if you've got one of those USB sound cards, you're going to need to plug it in and get it, the drivers installed so that you can use it in ProScan. You're also going to want to make sure that you've got your scanner plugged in with the USB over serial connection or just a serial adapter. This way you can communicate with the scanner. Now, again, we're going to make sure that we assume that you've already set the board rate inside the scanner. You know what that rate is and everything else. So again, we've got the software downloaded and installed. We've got an audio connection, and now we've got a physical data connection to the scanner. That's your recipe right here. Okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to now launch Pro scan so we can get things going. All right. So we are going to now go into ProScan. It's going to load up. You can pay for registration now, or you can run an evaluation copy. You get a couple of days to run an evaluation copy so you can see if this is going to work for you. Okay, so now we got ProScan up and running. The first thing to do is tell ProScan what kind of scanner we are using. So scanner type is the first option you can want to click on the top bar of ProScan. And from here you've got many different options, right? You have all the options that are supported by ProScan. Now, if your scanner isn't on the list, again, we're not going to be talking to the scanner, so we can just leave this alone for now. But if you have your scanner on this list, go ahead and pick it and click on OK. The second step then is to tell the software how to talk to the scanner on what port. So we're going to go ahead and we'll click on COM port, and we're going to select the port of the scanner. Okay, so what we're going to do very simply here is we're going to click on auto detect and it's going to find the scanner for us and we're going to hit set and we're going to move on. Now, if we're using the SDS 200 or the BCD 536 HP, we click on URL setup and the URL is a drop down, put the IP address of the scanner in, hit set and we're off to go. Well, how do you find the IP address of your scanner? Go to scanners menu and go into the option menus and go and find the IP settings. It's pretty straightforward and pretty easy to find. Okay, so now we've got the scanner name and the COM port set up. Now, if we've got the COM port set up correctly, we should now see a virtual display on top of ProScan where a scanner would look like with some information on the screen. Let's bring in the audio. It's very simple. We are going to now click on the row of tabs. We're going to click on audio control, and we are going to click on web server. And from there, we're going to do an input device. We're going to pull down, and we are going to select the type of device, the input device. So if you line in be microphone in it could be whatever it is that it's an input on now again if you're using the sds 200 or the 536 you're going to bring in url 
and it's going to be the same IP address that we put in previously over the, uh, the, the serial connection. The mode, I always do mono. Sample rate is 16,000, and the MP3 bit rate is 16. That's It's just a good number to use, okay? You can up it to 32 if you want, but if you don't need it, you don't have to worry about it. It sounds pretty good. All right. Once you've got this set up, you'll get a UV graph as to what the signal strength is coming in. And now we know we have audio, uh, audio coming in. Now, if you don't have anything coming in right now, don't worry about it because we're going to get to this in now the next step. Okay. So now let's just summarize again. We have the scanner coming in on a COM port. We've got a virtual virtual display of the, com, of the uh, scanner and we have our audio coming in. Good. We have... The recipe here is already set up, so now let's just put this in the oven and finish this out. So I'm going to click on the web server button, on, which is right underneath the virtual display, and we're going to put in a server port. Remember the server port and write it down. We're going to know that this is the port that we're going to connect to from any other computer into this. Now, I believe that ProScan defaults at port 5000, so we can go ahead and keep it at that. You don't want to use a port that's used for something like a web page or something like that. And again, a lot of ISPs will block certain ports. So my, my ISP will block port 80 from coming in because they don't want you running a web server from your own home. Okay. And that's what this basically is. So we're going to kind of change the port on it. Now let's talk about what ports are, right? We have ports on the internet for mail servers, for web pages, for Netflix, right? And, and all these other things. So we're going to create a port for our live feed again. We're going to make it 5,000. And we just start filling in the blanks. How many users do you want to be allowed to connect to this? What's the title of the web page? What's your homepage? What's the URL of the stream? Now, I would just put in live for that. Right? What's the stream name? Okay, and we're going to write this down also, live. You can also set up a broadcast lockout text file that if a frequency comes in, you don't stream into the internet, which is pretty cool. Again, you would need to have the data connection hooked up to the scanner. And you can also set up a password and whatnot if you want to have a password on here. Now, we need to know what the IP address is of our computer and also in our external network. Again, ProScan makes it very easy because on the web server page, there is a button that says, get my IP. And what that does is it populates your local and your outside IP address. Go ahead and write these two down because we're going to need them in a minute as well. So once you have that all set up, you can click on Meta data source and select your scanner and then you can use wildcards then to modify the way it looks so you can have frequency and you can have name or you can just have name whatever it is that makes it easier for you to know what is going on on the scanner go ahead and click the start button and with that your live feed is now on the air you're good to go your live feed's working is it let's find out open up a web page on your local computer now, again, you might need to open up the firewall port on this. It might alert you right away. It might alert you in a few minutes. That port 5000 needs access to the internet. Do you want to allow it? Yes, you do. Open up a web page, and I want you to type in the following. HTTP colon slash slash, just like you would on any other web page. You could type it in one of two ways. You could type in local host, then a colon, and then the port number you put in. So in our example, we use port 5000. So it's going to be HTTP colon slash slash localhost colon 5000 enter or you can do http colon slash slash 127.0.0.1 colon 5000 this will take you to the web page that is hosted on your computer by proscan if you have the virtual 
scanner set up, you'll see a picture of your scanner. And right above that, you click on listen, and it will start broadcasting your live feed. It's a beautiful thing. You are now streaming locally in your house. Now pick up your iPhone, your Android, another computer in the house. You want to connect to it from there. Well, that local IP address that you have on your uh, computer that you wrote down, that showed you on ProScan, type that into another browser. HTTP colon slash slash, whatever the IP address is of your local, colon 5000 will take you into this computer. If you're having an issue with that, make sure you're not blocked on the firewall, okay? So we're good now. We are listening to our scanner from inside the house, right? Well, not quite fast just yet. Let's make sure we got the volume set up. So go ahead and put NOAA weather radio, put something in that doesn't shut up, maybe like an amateur radio frequency, right? Because we know how we like to talk. Find something that's got a lot of activity on it, even an, an aviation frequency. Make sure you set your levels, okay? What you want to do is you want to bring up the input level on your computer's hardware just to just a touch. Use the volume on your scanner now to raise the volume to a point before it starts distorting and back it down a little bit. If you need a little bit more gain on the live feed, then use the computer hardware again to raise that volume, right? You don't want to do it backwards because if you if you leave the volume low on your scanner and increase the volume on the input, you're going to input and amplify a bunch of noise, which will give you a lot of hum on the line, and you don't want that, okay? So we do it where we raise the volume on the scanner first and then make it up with the difference on our hardware. That eliminates a lot of the humming. So now let's connect this from the outside world. Now, there's a couple of different ways we have to do this. First of all, we got that port 5000. We need to tell our router that port 5000 belongs to this computer. And that's the way it's going to be routed in. We also need to now tell our router never to reassign the local IP address again to any other piece of equipment in our network. Because every time you turn off and on your computer or reset your router, you're going to get a brand new IP address that's going to be set up. So you're going to want to go and figure out how to do this in your routers. If you go to portforward.com, there's instructions on the left-hand side on how to basically get into your router, get into the admin table on your router, and how to set up and forward the ports in your router, and also how to set up the static IP addresses, okay? So it's all in on that website and how to do that one. Once you've got all that set up, you should be open to the outside world. Your next step is to go and go to canyouseeme.org. That's going to auto-populate with your external IP address. You put in your new port, which is 5000, hit check port. If that works, you'll see a success. I can see your service on your IP address, on port, your port. Since your ISP is not blocking port 5000. Just for example, if I do port 80 on my own local, I will get an error. And it says, error, I cannot see your service on IP address on port 80. Reason, connection, timed out. It also gives you nice little common IP address ports on the right-hand side of here as well. So again, if you did this and set it up correctly, you'll get the green, I can see you. If not, you'll get the red, I cannot see you. Hopefully, you've got the green. So at this point, we are now on the external side of the world, and anybody on the internet can now come in and connect to us from the outside. Very simple. We are now up and running with our own live feed. So congratulations. You did it. You're all set up. Now it's time to sit back, crack open a cold one, 
and wait for that pizza to be delivered. If you've got any questions about this setup, let me know. Hit me up, phil at scannerschool.com. Again, we're going to put session notes online at scannerschool.com slash session 113. And a YouTube video will be following shortly on all of these steps so you can follow along. Our YouTube channel is scannerschool.com slash YouTube. Now, again, this might open up Pandora's box when it comes to a lot of questions. I have another way of doing this next week, which I think is really cool. And we'll be talking about that one on next week's podcast. And in our future podcast, we'll talk about how to do this on, say, the Raspberry Pi with a RTL SDR, which is also really cool. But I need your questions. Is this sparked any interest in you and you have a question about setting it up? I need your questions for the following Ask Scanner School. Just go to scannerschool.com slash ask to submit your questions. If you ask me the question via our voicemail number or our speak pipe, I'll put you to the top of the list and put you in a running for a free tutoring session. So I hope this helped. I hope this allows you to get online and see it's not all that difficult with setting up a live scanner feed. If you have any questions, again, you can reach out and ask me anytime scannerschool.com slash ask and we'll catch you all next week when we kind of take this and give it a little bit of a twist and change things up just a little bit. Stay three, everyone. We'll catch you all next Tuesday.